At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare Americana. I'm your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. Healthcare Americana is a podcast for 99% of people who get healthcare in America. We're not clinicians or policymakers. We're patients and caregivers, executives and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. This podcast brings listeners backstage at innovative organizations with innovative individuals across America that are putting patients first by delivering exceptional care to anyone and everyone. Today, we're gonna dive into the subject that is near and dear to a lot of people, especially me as a new parent. We're gonna talk about food allergies. With us today is Sonia Hunt, food allergy activist, TEDx speaker, best-selling author, and marketing executive. Welcome to Healthcare Americana. It's good to have you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for being here. Thanks so much. No problem. Now, this is a subject that I think is, I don't know if it is just a recent phenomenon or we're just paying more attention to it, but I remember getting on a flight recently and they said, ladies and gentlemen, we will not be having any peanuts whatsoever on this flight due to a severe peanut allergy of one of the passengers. And we kind of look around like, wait a minute, did that, did that just happen? Is this the world we're living in? What is it about the past few years that this food allergies and, and really kind of deadly reactions have jumped to the forefront of daily life? Now, I will say that I'm even surprised that there are airlines handing out peanuts still. Uh, I feel like I've flown every single airline just to check if they're still <laughs> handing out peanuts or not. Um, so, yes, that's that's amazing to me. You know, in the last really like, you know, 10, 15 years, um, we've started to see a lot of information come up about the prevalence of allergies and especially things like adult onset of food allergies. And we're paying a lot of attention to what's in our food, the way it's being sourced, the way it's being grown, GMOs, you know, as theories of food allergies, because today nobody still knows what is the exact cause of food allergies. And then the other side of it, there's no cure for food allergies. So there's so many amazing physicians and researchers out there that are looking for, you know, what could be these theories that are causing it. And we absolutely see things like, you know, the way we're growing our food here, what we're spraying it with, pesticides, GMOs, what effects they're having on our bodies long term, right? Not in a year, but maybe 10 years later. And also, you know, there's reports out there that says environmentally, if you literally just live in the United States for 10 years or more, you're susceptible to allergies. So now we're talking about our environment, our climate, right? These conversations are becoming more and more prevalent. I'm sure you remember a day where we didn't ever hear about gluten-free and then boom, gluten-free was like everywhere, right? And every food manufacturer was like, I need to have a gluten-free version. So when that really started happening and, you know, again, like a ton of misinformation because it was more of the marketing side of, uh, you know, kind of these big food companies as well, wanting to promote these products as, oh, you shouldn't eat gluten. My product's gluten-free. It'll make you feel better. But I would say people just didn't really know. 
should I even have gluten? Do I have an issue with gluten? Should I completely take it out of my diet? So all of this has really come up in the last even 10 years. And now it's like really at the forefront, especially in cities like I live in, San Francisco, you know, New York. You have a ton of huge culinary scene, a lot of chefs doing farm to table. So it's definitely something that's not solved yet, but there are definitely a lot of theories out there that are still, you know, we're still trying to get to an answer as to why. You mentioned uh, if you if you live in the United States for, was it 10 years that you're going to be exposed to or develop a new allergy? Can you expand upon that a little bit? Because that certainly made my antenna perk up thinking, wow, wait a minute. Why is that? Where is that coming from? Yeah. So, and a lot of that as well is on the environmental allergy side as well, right? So think about cities, think about pollution. I live in San Francisco and in the area even I live in, not a lot of greenery, ton of traffic going through. Windows are open, particles flowing through the air. Probably people don't have air purifiers, things like that. And they're kind of being ingested into our body. And now when you have that 24-7, what's actually really happening, right? Now, if I go outside of the city to another part of the Bay Area where there's a ton of greenery and so forth, I mean, I am actually somebody who has severe environmental allergies since I was really young. My body like immediately has a reaction because I'm just not even used to it. So the data is really looking at kind of what's happening in the U.S. with urbanization, modernization of cities, and how that is having an effect on our bodies in terms of the air quality, just climate change in general. So there are really interesting stories coming out around that. Yeah. Is that just indicative to United States or is that for most major industrial cities, industrialized nations? Yeah. The report I read was in the United States in particular. Okay. Um, so but, it's like focusing here, but there's nothing yeah. we're doing that, you know, somebody living in, in London or, or, you know, Munich, some, something like that, or it's you know, so, you know, perfumes. Yeah, it's so different country to country as well. I mean, all of my food allergy, severe anaphylaxis reactions have been in the United States, ironically, Hmm. but I have traveled with my family all my life, Thailand, India, Korea, Japan, I've been China everywhere, and never had any food allergy incidents either. You know, so very interesting. And, And as I have these open conversations with my physicians as to like, why right? We kind of come down to and have this conversation about, well, what's in the food here in the United States that's different over there? Mm-hmm. How it's being grown, what it's being sprayed with, what effect that has then on my body. Really, really interesting. Yeah, that is, that is fascinating. It's not, you know, nobody would say, well, Bangkok doesn't have any pollution. I mean, goodness gracious, the people are walking around in, in face masks, not because yeah. of pandemics, but because of the car exhaust and so much traffic volume. <laughs> Uh, going on there. So you wrote a book, Nut Job, How I Crushed My Food Allergies to Thrive, already an Amazon bestseller. So congratulations, yeah. uh, congratulations Thank you. on that. But you know, your story is genuine. Having suffered from allergies from a very young age and, and your journey through that to where you are right now, and, and kudos to you for tackling that and hitting that head on. Give us a little bit of background. Where did this all start? And really, what was your, your motivation to try to help other people and, and what I'm going to say, illuminate a lot of problems that everyday Americans have? You know, I think you, you, you mentioned 32 million Americans suffer from food allergies, which is a significant chunk of the population, about 10% or so of the known population, people who've admitted this. Tell us a little bit more about your personal journey with allergies and ultimately, what I'm going to say, overcoming them. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I have had, was diagnosed with severe food allergies, environmental allergies, and asthma, the trifecta you don't want, I say, <laughs> when I was three. And my parents are immigrants from India. They came here. I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, my dad did all of his schooling. Then they had first gen, three first gen kids born and raised in Philly. And of the three, I was the one for some reason that had all of these health issues. So my initial diagnosis was severe peanut tree nut allergy. But as I got older, more and more and more foods just started severely reacting as I would eat them. And we actually found out I was diagnosed because I ate probably for the first time a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, you know, it was a party that my parents had a dinner party. One minute, you know, the kids are grabbing for sandwiches. The next minute, everyone's screaming because I'm turning purple and hives are, you know, kind of coming all over my body. So thankfully, there were physicians at the party. We got off to the ER and my life was saved through the wonderful team at the hospital and the emergency room that day. So it completely put our life at a standstill. You're talking about, you know, two young immigrant kids whose parents are like 10,000 miles away. They'd never heard the word food allergy in their life. They didn't even know people could be allergic to food. One kid out of three is now sick. They're like, how can that even happen? And that question of like, why, why, why was being asked, but there was no answer. So the only answer at that time was like two things. Don't eat what you're allergic to, which kind of sounds easy enough, you know, and, and being on prescription medication to suppress the symptoms so that it doesn't happen again, or if it does happen, it won't be as severe. Mm-hmm. And truly our physicians became our best of friends. And I was on a protocol for decades, right? For four decades. As I got older, as I was saying, I got more and more food allergies. And in my lifetime, I've had four full-on anaphylaxis on the ER table, almost dead incidents. Wow. Um, yeah. And just four. <laughs> Definitely don't feel like I have nine lives. (laughs) Well, you've used half of them at this point. I absolutely have, right? And as a kid, right, in America, who is also brown, looks different, has a whole other, like, culture, I was always fighting East and West, right? I wanted to feel normal. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, five foot eight, blonde hair, blue eyed. But I also wasn't normal because I had all like I couldn't eat most of the things that all of the kids around me were eating. And mm-hmm. so for decades, you know, you talk about suppressing for decades, I literally suppressed all of this because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to tell anybody. And we only focused on the physical part. We didn't focus on mental, emotional, and spiritual health at all. So 2008, you know, we fast forward, I'm actually living in San Francisco working. And I came back from a business trip to China and Hong Kong, two weeks, like ate like a queen, no incidents. And the night I come back here, go out to dinner with some really great friends. And boom, hours later, I'm in full anaphylaxis on the ER table, almost dead. And that incident was the worst, worst, you know, anaphylaxis incident I've ever had. I was in the ER for around three days and my hives were so large that the ER doc just didn't want to send me home until they had like really calmed down. 
and then sent me home with what felt like a duffel bag full of medications to continue to suppress them and said, you know, go see your allergist because, you know, this is definitely a food allergy reaction and maybe there's some more food allergies going on, which at that time I thought, oh Lord, am I got like more food allergies? I can't even deal with this. And the biggest thing that happened was those hives that I had from that night on, they actually didn't go away for one year of my life. Jeez. So from my scalp all the way down to my toes, I looked like Jabba the Hutt. I had like all these huge hives everywhere. And so I always say like COVID being in the house for one year was nothing. I had already dealt with my, you know, staying in the house. And so it was easy. It was easy for you to kind of shelter in place at that point in time. So easy to shelter in place. And it was on that ER table that, you know, over those three days that like, you know, so many emotions, right. Of like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why am I here again? Do I not know how to manage my food allergies? Did I pick up something in China and Hong Kong? And this is not my food allergies, like everything. Right. And I basically made a pact with the universe that was, I didn't feel like I had nine lives. If I was able to get out of here safely, I vowed, I truly, truly vowed that I would change like everything in my life. I would like uproot everything and I would just change the way I was doing life because I just felt like I was doing life wrong. And so that's when I really set off on where I am today of this path of really trying to understand once and for all, what is going on? Why does it keep happening? How do I get through this? You know, I had a North Star of aging healthily while getting rid of my food allergies. And in 2020, after three rounds of testing, because I didn't believe it, my doctors told me I was in remission. So all of my food allergies are gone. And it was the greatest, greatest possible news like I could ever have in my lifetime. I, I didn't know that it would happen, but I think sometimes I'm still a little bit in shock, right? Because the last set of testing we had was in January of this year. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> as, as I pick my jaw up off the ground, I'm like, okay, so we just covered a lot of, lot of time right there. And I think anybody listening is going to be saying, well, wait a minute, how? How did you get declared into allergy remission here where you've overcome every single allergy that has nearly taken your life multiple times? What's the secret? Yeah. And, and if you tell me, hey, you got to go buy my book to read it, I'm going to say, Stonia, come on, you got you to spill the beans here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say by my book because the way that I wrote it is in answering that, right? Like, what did I do? I talked to so many parents of children with food allergies and they're like, I'm just, you know, at my wits end. Like, what did you do to get healthy in general? And then when I set off on this path, I didn't know that was going to happen. So the overarching thing was just getting healthy in general. Um, one of the biggest things that I focused on, so Everything I do is always in partnership with my primary care doctor and my allergist who are out here in San Francisco and I love them to death. And we changed our relationship because I had changed that relationship with them to say, this needs to be a partnership and you need to understand what like my health North Star is and where I want to go. And I don't want to keep taking medication and suppressing these symptoms. Taking medication for four decades so many, so many side effects. And after taking all of those Western meds in 2008, when I went back to work, I would just feel like 
loopy all the time. Like I couldn't actually run a meeting. I couldn't participate in a meeting because my brain was just like brain fog all over the place. So one of the biggest things I did was I brought on to my support team a uh, MD who specialized in Ayurvedic medicine and then another MD who specialized in functional medicine. And two people really top of their game. And what they focused on in particular was getting to root cause. And I will say that with my physicians, you know, on the allergy side and the primary care side, we were never on that path. We were always on the like, let's suppress your symptoms path. And now I said, enough is enough. We're now getting down to understanding the root cause. The other area that we really spent a lot of time on is understanding the state of my gut health. Was there any, you know, what they call leaky gut, gut permeability? If so, what does that mean? So when I truly say I vowed that I would overcome and redo everything, I literally like relearned how to eat, how to cook, how to look at ingredients, what supplements were right for my body. It was a complete, complete personalized plan that started at the root. What forms of exercise I was not doing that actually could eliminate toxins, even things like regular detoxing programs, massages, everything was, you know, the, in India, they believe that things like hives manifest on the outside because inside there's all this fire in your body, right? All this toxicity. And now it's like coming out saying you've got to calm everything inside. So that was the theory that we did, but we spent a lot of time on understanding gut health and food allergies. And that is a new area that people are still, again, like there's not definitive answers, but as an engineer by degree, I'm all about testing and tweaking. So what that means is, For the first time in my life, I literally tested every possible thing like you could test in your body. And I was just like, we just got to do this. And then I sat down for a long time to understand each of those areas. And then we came up with a plan and whether, and it was all holistic healing. So it was natural supplements, natural foods, you know, not any of the Western meds. And then we would see what reaction it had. Did it help? Did it not? But we did all of this over a 10 year period. So it didn't happen overnight. It was it was a long process. In that, in your opinion, a, a couple of questions coming from that. You know, one I want to I wanted to ask about and dive a little bit deeper into your interactions with you know what, what I would consider a traditional healthcare system uh, before you made a switch to you know type of physicians who are looking at more of a holistic environmental approach to what you're doing here. Do you feel like there were limitations for you when you were first seeing uh, and interacting with with the medical community? And, um, you know, the emphasis was on, well, let's just suppress and and treat rather than let's, let's fix this. Let's cure this. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no at all blame or anything there. I mean, truly, I wouldn't be alive if these amazing physicians throughout my years did not save my life and help me. Right. So I'm the biggest, you know, fan of all the physicians I've worked with, you know, again, for two immigrant parents who come here in their twenties and have kids. We just didn't know so much, but they came from an environment of homeopathy, of Ayurvedic medicine, right? And that's how they treated most of their things. We are absolutely a family that believes like when you're sick, you're going to the doctor. And if you're in an emergent situation, right? I carry Epi, I carry Benadryl. I will always have those in my purse. But I think the approach itself, which was about suppressing 
back then, even though we asked the questions why, there was just no like, well, let's partner together to really figure out why. It was like, hey, you know, your daughter has severe food allergies, like so many people that we treat before, you're all in the same protocol, right? Yes, get your Benadryl, get your EpiPen, mm-hmm. go on allergy desensitization shots, you know, which I did for many, many years to see if that would actually help the level of severity. So I think it was just, again, like we knew what we knew at the time. And then as years went by, I think we, you know, my parents and I got much smarter and started to say, you know what, this still from decades ago can't be the way that we do this anymore. We actually, there has to be like some reason. And that reason was let's say if you had the same exact allergies I did, it's still going to be so different, right? Because you're, we dug into in this process, all of my genetic predispositions. We never did that before, right? We learned long history of asthma on my father and my father's side, long history of environmental allergies, right? So food allergies are part genetic, part environmental. So we're learning so much, but we had to expand our thinking and our minds to, okay, who can help us uncover all of this? Who's actually focused on that, you know, from a day-to-day basis. And, and it was very important to me. I know there's amazing practitioners out there, but I wanted MDs that solely focused on getting to root cause and holistic healing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, within Freedom Health Works, and, and I mentioned this to you before, we see a lot of that in, in physicians on that on their side, you know, like you said, they're they're doing life-saving work, but 99% of them are going to say, you know what, I hear Sonia and I sympathize with her, but we just don't have enough time or tools yeah. or, or freedom or leeway in the way that the system is built right now. Because, you know, frankly, hospital systems don't earn any money unless you are sick and, you know, to keep you sick and, and to keep you under treatment and taking allergy pills rather than figuring out the root causes. There's a lot of money in that, Sonia. There's a lot a of lot. money in that. It's so much money. And it was a 10-year journey and expensive, right? Because I'm saying that I tested like everything you possibly test. We are trying out different supplements. I am so, so lucky in the San Francisco Bay Area to get a quality of food out here that many other states and folks and cities don't get. But it was, it was a complete like upheaval of what I am putting into my body what I'm putting onto my body as well. Think about all the pesticides and things, you know, that, that you might be in products, all the harmful ingredients that might be in products that you're putting onto your body. And especially like from the inside out, this is where functional medicine and Ayurvedic medicine together, when we were thinking about gut health and what that should be, what is optimal for me, it's such a personalized plan. But, but they're thinking around this. And, and my own functional medicine doctor had Crohn's disease and cured herself of Crohn's disease through the same you know, type of protocol. And that's how I knew I had the right partner. Somebody who's been yeah. there with you understood that kind of walked a mile in your shoes, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Emphasize with it. Uh, Sonia, last, last question here for you. Um, and I'll give the last word to you. So you mentioned that you know, you are, your allergies are in remission. Give us a little bit more clarity about that. And, you know, what has really changed for you? Are you, are you running out and buying the biggest bar, jar of just peanut butter uh, that you can possibly find? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, so we, the first round of testing we did in 2020 and 
we do the component level testing of the protein itself, right? Like we went that deep and it showed that the allergies were gone. And as, as a nut job title of my book, right? I was like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. So I had three different doctors run those tests again. So as my allergist put it, you're in remission, you know, they're gone. This is a huge feat. Could they ever come back? Anybody's guess. So absolutely, after four decades of dealing with this, I am not running out to like eat Snickers and all the things that I've never eaten in my life that I always dreamed of eating because I saw my friends eating them, especially at Halloween. I'm truly, truly just like grateful to be here in my life. But, you know, I am, I think for lifelong, I am that person who will always ask, can you tell me what's in this dish? Because I genuinely want to know in this process I really, really realized that this is that vessel I'm going to get during my time on this earth. Mm -hmm. And for years, I was just completely beating up on it. And that included what I put into it, what I put onto it, how I took care of it. So being here now, I am completely like awakened to the fact that every decision needs to be very conscious and understanding ingredients and understanding how those ingredients have a positive or negative effect on my body. And it's not just about, hey, I'm not allergic to gluten, so I can eat box pasta all that I want. The question is like eating box pasta opens up a whole other can of worms, right? It's more of the, do I want to actually eat this knowing what I know versus can I eat this? Exactly. So I just became so like relentless in this pursuit of getting down to like, how do I overarchingly get healthy and transform my, my state of my health? And specifically, like, what are those triggers that are going to do that? Food out there is kind of fair game, but I'll always, always be careful. I just think there's kind of a little bit of a sigh of relief right now, knowing that I'm at this stage in life. Well, that's great to hear. And, and, and hopefully people listening can say, wow, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It takes patience. It's a 10-year process for you. And who knows what it is for other people. But you know, kudos to you. My hats off to you. You beat it, and um, I think that's what we need to see more of. Just in 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 the U.S. healthcare system is how do I get to the cure? How do I get it to? I'm not just treating it and maintaining it and living with it. How do I get out there and actually beat it? And uh, and you did that. So, Sonia Hunt, I appreciate you joining us Thank here you. on Healthcare Americana. I'm so grateful. Uh, Thank you so much for having me and letting me tell my story. Once again, Sonia Hunt, author of Nut Job, How I Crushed My Food Allergies to Thrive, available on Amazon, food allergy activist, TEDx speaker, and marketing executive. Once again, I'm your host, Christopher Habig. This is Healthcare Americana. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop, and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com 
and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.